Hello and welcome to the Fuel and Thrive podcast. I'm Meg, also known as Fit Foodie Feed on Instagram, and I'll be bringing you weekly discussions about all things health and fitness. My goal is to equip you with the knowledge and the confidence to make empowered decisions so that you can achieve the results that you've always wanted whilst living a happy life. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Buddy, I hope you've all had a lovely weekend. Um, I'm in this room again, which I do feel like sounds a bit echoey now that I'm speaking, but hopefully it's not going to sound annoying on the like audio or anything. Um, but I've got a few questions, some good kind of topics of conversations, which I'm quite excited to speak about. So first one, I'm really struggling to make, make my calories work this week. I'm so hungry, craving chocolate and high calorie snacks. So frustrating. So I'm going to talk about that one. I feel like there's a few things that I can address there just about feeling hungry and cravings in general, because that obviously apl- applies to lots of people uh, <laughs> throughout our lives. <laughs> Whatever your goal is, you know, everybody's going to kind of experience that at some point. So hopefully that will be helpful. I can talk about a few reasons as to why you might be feeling that way. The second thing I'm going to talk about is can you cover motivation with nutrition when you have lots of nights out and plans, please? Which um, I've spoken about lots of times before, but I think this is more kind of like motivation for sticking with your nutrition when you are able to control your nutrition, when you've got so many like uncontrollables going on. So I'll talk about that after the first topic. Um, the third thing, do you think it's important to have a goal weight or target to work towards to help with motivation? Um, and then kind of linking in with that, any thoughts on BMI metrics being seen as healthy and unhealthy like should they be used or not basically uh and that's it so i will address those four things um so first first up um i'm really struggling to make my calories work this week i'm so hungry craving chocolate and all high calorie snacks it's so frustrating now there are a few reasons that this could be and like just generally cravings feeling hungry like there's lots of reasons for this um some of them are in your control and some of them less so now the first thing that kind of springs to mind for me is your period your cycle so obviously i mean it, it's slightly different for people that are on like birth control or any kind of artificial hormones or anything but generally like um our hormones are going to fluctuate throughout the month and they will have different kind of like signals and things that come along with it um you know if and, and at certain points throughout the month for women like particularly the, the week or two before your period when you're in your luteal phase that is when your progesterone is higher and i mean it's just a bit of a hormone cocktail going on um and there is kind of evidence and stuff to show that you do burn up to like, up to 300 calories more per day in this kind of phase which is a significant amount and if you are feeling more hungry during that time I know I notice it um it's legit it's absolutely fine to be feeling that way it's perfectly justified so I think um in that kind of situation it is important just to remember that you can have an element of flexibility with your diet if there is a week where you know that you are going to be particularly hungry or you are particularly stressed or something it might be worth just adjusting your expectations and that can apply to all of these things like you can just adjust your expectations you know if I will come to like whether your kind of like prescribed calories is the right amount for you or not in a moment but um it could just be that you do kind of cycle it throughout the month and if it is if you know that it is period related um it could be that for one week out of the out of four for example you set your goal at 2,100 calories because you know you're particularly hungry on those on that week and then the rest of the time you put yourself in a deficit at 1,800 for example and it might be that 2,100 is maintenance for you so you can just kind of accept that that week you're not going to be kind of making strides and loads of progress with weight loss or fat loss but you know you're maintaining what you've done so far and 
um, you know, you might be in a deficit anyway because your body could well be burning more than it usually would. So um, it's absolutely fine to kind of have some flexibility and just have weeks where you're not as kind of strict or specific with the goal or you might just adjust the goal a little bit and you know make a bit more room for a bit more food because you know you're going to be hungry but so yeah it can be yeah your luteal phase you are probably going to be more hungry depending on the person depending on how you know whether how your cycle works and stuff like that um but yeah the increase in like progesterone can increase appetite as well like that there's kind of research and stuff to show that there's also research to show that it can lower your insulin sensitivity which can be linked with cravings and stuff like that but then obviously with your cycle there's also other symptoms and effects like the lack of sleep and I mean I'll speak about sleep in a minute but all these kind of things sleep mood energy levels they're all going to affect your cravings you know if you're tired and you're lacking in energy you're going to want that quick hit of sugar to perk you up so um, and yeah, leading on from that, like sleep is a huge determinant of like your hunger levels and satiety levels. So when you have a crap night's sleep, so when you're not getting enough sleep, basically your ghrelin levels increase. Ghrelin is like a hunger hormone. So it tells you when you're hungry and then your leptin levels drop. So your leptin is um, the hormone that will tell you when you're kind of satisfied and satiated from from eating so if your leptin levels drop and your hunger hormone your ghrelin levels rise you're going to feel hungry more often and you're not going to be as satisfied or as satiated after eating so if you are finding that you're struggling with your appetite you're struggling to adhere to a calorie goal anything like that please don't overlook sleep as like an important factor here because sleep is so so important for so many things in life for health in general and for um fat loss particularly you know it is a really really helpful tool for fat loss getting enough sleep not only does it help you to recover and help you to have more energy the next day for like your steps and your workouts and sessions and it, it just makes you think not only does it affect the hormones as well and like it actually does make you feel more hungry or not feel as fat satisfied after eating but like, like I said a moment ago, like if your energy levels are flagging, like you're, you're not going to be making sensible food decisions. You're probably going to have less energy and less desire to be cooking a fresh meal that you'd planned for yourself. And you're going to be way more inclined to be opting for a takeaway or, you know, a more convenient, quick source of food that potentially doesn't have the same nutritional values that you'd kind of wanted for yourself. Or, you know, you're not going to be making decisions that do align with your current goals so sleep is definitely one to not be overlooked and it's definitely one to kind of consider if if you are struggling with adherence okay quick drink sorry water that's another important one got to be making sure you're drinking enough water which i mean lots of people use that as a bit of like a diet hack make sure you drink loads of water before you eat a meal things like that i would not like advise that like that's just silly and that's just meaning that you you know, your hunger cues are kind of blind and your satiety cues are kind of blinded by the fact that you're stuffed full of water. Um, but obviously staying hydrated is very important for many, many reasons. Like sleep, you know, it's just such a multifactorial thing um, and it's going to affect like your decision making, your energy levels, all that kind of stuff. So definitely make sure you drink enough water. There is also the fact that it does kind of fill you up to an extent, you know, you can. If you are hungry, I think that can be mistaken for thirst and vice versa. Um, so yeah, that's something to consider too. The third thing I was going to mention was stress, um, which Tori, I know you mentioned this um, and you said that after, like upon reflection, um, you think stress might be the culprit here um, with struggling to make calories work. And you've kind of mentioned um, grabbing quick kind of snacks here and there at work. like, And this is a massive one for me personally. Like I 
I'm such, I've harped on about this so many times, but I'm such a big fan of meal prepping and snack prepping because of the reduction in decision making that needs to happen. Like if you do not have snacks and stuff like that prepared, you are so much more likely to make decisions that don't align with your goals. And I feel like a broken record because I kind of recite that phrase over and over. But um, it is just a surefire way to not make sensible food decisions if you don't have things prepared and you don't have things planned out, especially combined with the fact that you're already stressed. Um, you know, if you're stressed, you just want something quick. You know, you you bog down with work and you're just thinking, I just need to get back to my desk and carry on with this task that I was stuck into. Like, I just need a quick bit of energy to kind of tick me, keep me ticking over. And that is not the way to go. You know, you don't just want to be piling up on these kind of like snacks that don't provide very much nutritional value. They just kind of like have, cause these kind of spikes in your blood sugar levels. Like you want to be eating foods that are going to control your blood sugar levels and kind of give you long lasting sustained energy that is going to kind of take you through the, the an afternoon of work um so if you are stressed definitely make like snack prep meal prep or you know maybe not i think the whole like just the phrase meal prep is so like i don't know i just think it's got so many connotations and they're not always positive at them these days you know um it's kind of viewed as being something you know you have to slave in the kitchen for literally like five hours on a sunday to prepare yourself for the week and you have to it seems like such an overwhelming mammoth task if you you know I mean I'm guilty of this sometimes I'll post on like my story or something like just batches and batches of meals that I've prepared and it's just because I'm such a fan of it and I will batch cook like 10 meals at a time and you know fridge some freeze some but then they're there ready to work out the freezer and put in the fridge and I'm just a big fan of having it ready there because I am the sort of person that will get bogged down in a task and I'll be like oh god I haven't got time to eat I'll leave it till 2pm in the afternoon when um I've not eaten all morning and or not eaten since 8am or something for example and it gets to the point where I'm absolutely ravenous and I just want the first thing that I can get my hands on and often of course that is going to be something like convenience foods like crisps or um chocolate and chocolate tastes good like obviously if chocolate is an option and it is a very quick convenient option you're gonna want it like chocolate tastes great so um yeah definitely have an alternative that is that does align more so with your goals available to you like I'm a huge advocate of that and I think it might not work for everybody you know some people won't choose to do that and as I've said before like it is absolutely fine if you've got so I always prep these like sweet potato cubes basically just a sweet potato chopped into little cubes I microwave it for five to seven minutes spray it with some fry light season it with some like cajun or paprika salt and pepper uh and then roast it in the oven or the air fry for like 20-30 minutes um and they're just like a little cold snack and I love them but yeah sometimes I might choose to have a chocolate bar over that and that is fine like I'm not saying you can never choose to have a chocolate bar but I'm saying like give yourself the benefit of the doubt give yourself the the option to make a sensible nutritious choice that is my advice so yeah stress is a big one and just being prepared for every situation food choices number four this is my like fourth reason as to why you might be struggling to hit your calories for the week and why you're craving so much chocolate and high calorie snacks um is that you are not filling yourself up at meal times and you are not eating satiating satisfying meals you need to be eating meals that are like a decent amount 
like I just I can't emphasize it enough like so many people I just used to have limits like number limits I used to have like 300 calories for breakfast 400 calories for lunch 500 calories for dinner and I mean that was that add up to 1200 calories for the day like that is not my daily goal and that is not what I used to eat either so that would just mean that I'd end up having snack after snack after snack because I wasn't satisfied from my meals whereas if you bulk your meals out a lot more First of all, like you will just snack less naturally. It might take a while to curb the snacking habit because that's another thing that have like snacking is such a habitual thing. But what was I even saying there? I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, not only do I like snack less, I just think about food a lot less because I'm finishing each meal being like, yeah, totally satisfied. And my brain just switches off from food mode after I've eaten because it's that box is ticked. Like if if you're never fully satisfying yourself, and I'm not saying like stuffing yourself full but I'm saying like if you never kind of finish a meal and feel like oh, that was that was a good lunch like oh I, my tummy feels nice and full now like then you're just never gonna feel satisfied and that word satiated um so yeah food choice is a big one think volume think bulking your meals out with lots and lots of veg like if there's anything that I'd say that's probably like the number one piece of advice I'd say to people um increase your fruit and veg like up your protein make sure you're hitting a protein goal protein is the most satiating macronutrient oh i just clicked my thumb like in about oh three places there sorry um yeah what was that <laughs> that's definitely made me lose my train of thought protein is the most satiating macronutrient so protein is going to keep you fuller for longer versus the same amount of calories worth of carbohydrates or fats so definitely prioritize protein fruit and veg um you know fruit and veg just have lots of volume for the amount of calories as well so just obviously filling your plate more is gonna kind of it's gonna fill you up more but it's also gonna kind of create the illusion of filling you up more because you're just eating more you're spending longer eating your food <laughs> um so yeah more fruit and veg more protein more potatoes potatoes are number one on the satiety scale the number one food that is gonna fill you up the most um so yeah definitely um potatoes are great just eat more potatoes that's the answer no um the other thing i was going to say um is consuming less chocolate which isn't a phrase that comes out of my mouth very frequently because i love chocolate i love food freedom like you should all know by now that i'm like a massive advocate of being free around food like no food is off limits you should not be fearing certain foods you should not be feeling guilty for certain foods anything like that but realistically particularly if you're trying to adhere to a fat loss goal you can't be eating like 40 percent of your calories from chocolate like that's just not it's not a healthy diet you know maybe one once in a blue moon it is going to be the healthy option because health isn't all about food and movement health is obviously very holistic and sometimes you know for your mental health your social health your um just oh, all aspects of health, you know, relationships. It might be that you and your partner share a large bar of chocolate on the sofa and that is like your quality time together. I'm fine. Like I am absolutely here for that. And, you know, uh, you know, I am a big fan of making food part of like celebrations. It's just, it's enjoyable, right? But uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, your habit should not be consuming a large chunk of your calories from chocolate because it's, or, or crisp or, you know, these calorically dense um foods that lack much nutritional value um so yeah you, you hear about like the 80 20 rule and whilst i don't know i think that's a bit of a 
yeah, the phrase is thrown around a lot, but like it's just the gist behind it is like it makes sense, right? So like eighty percent of your foods come from nutritious foods, whole food sources, you know, preparing things fresh. Um and it's not to say like every day should be split into 80-20. You can view it as a weekly thing or a monthly thing, and it might be that eighty percent of your month is like nutritious days, and then twenty percent of the days you do not splurge or binge or like go totally overindulgence mode or like get in the fluffy bucket. Um <laughs> but uh why do I still have an issue sorry? Sorry everybody. Um but um where's my train of thought gone now? Um but yeah just generally like you want your kind of default mode and kind of general habits to be um nutritious healthy choices right um and as i said before health isn't always just about your food health is multifactorial i like that word today don't i but um yeah there's so many elements to it but realistically like getting say your calorie goal for the day is 1800 calories if you're getting you're consuming like 600 calories worth of chocolate like that's a third of your kind of daily daily calories from not very nutritious food choices um so yeah I would say to reconsider that which I hope doesn't sound like I'm demonizing anything you know that I would not demonize chocolate and there's absolutely a place for it in everybody's diet it is about you know moderation but sometimes it is good to to just kick the habit because it's addictive like it generally genuinely is generally genuinely it genuinely is addictive like well, I don't know about you but I, I mean I pre-easter was kind of just trying to potentially put myself into a slight deficit just to you know feel a little bit lighter myself and stuff like that and then easter hit obviously that i'm surrounded by chocolate ate more chocolate than i usually would and then i found it really hard to keep the habit after it and you know until the last couple of days i've eaten more chocolate than i was previously but it's just because it's it is addictive and it, it tastes really really good <laughs> and it's in my cupboards and i'm sure a lot of you are probably feeling the same now i'm not sure i haven't actually heard that from anybody but it is yeah, obviously, when you're in kind of the habit of eating chocolate. Same with, like, evening snacking. Like, I was so... For, for ages and ages, I just, like... It was just my go-to to have a, a chocolate snack on the sofa at 9pm when I sit down and watch TV. And then eventually, I was just like, why, like, why am I doing... Like, I don't even want the chocolate. Like, it's literally just a habit, and it's a comfort thing, and it's nice, and it... Your brain makes associations, and, like, clearly, I made the association of, like, having some chocolate on the sofa at 9pm whilst watching some TV is my like downtime, it's how I wind down a little bit for the evening but actually like it's probably not a great decision to be snacking on chocolate at 9pm when I'm going to bed shortly after you know it spikes in blood sugar levels as I said, as I said earlier. Um, so yeah I just thought like is this habit actually serving me and I think sometimes it can take just a few days of like perseverance to break that habit um, but it is worth breaking that habit because you know, if a habit is not serving you, then you should probably try to not have it as a habit. <laughs> as I said, it's fine to do it from time to time. And like, I have no qualms with sitting on the sofa and like having a large box of Maltesers. Um, and you know, if me and Billy decided that we wanted to do that one night, like, oh, you know, let's watch a film on this night, 
like let's have some chocolate because I really fancy some chocolate you know then that's fine there's nothing wrong with that um as long as it's not turning into an overindulge over restrict mentality like doing these kind of things in moderation from time to time is absolutely fine but I think if you're just doing it out of habit then you're probably not actually enjoying it as much as you probably should anyway so yeah I think food choices and habits and stuff like that is another huge one now obviously final point on this question I'm just going to remind you of the question because I've been waffling for um 20 minutes I'm sorry um so yeah really hungry craving chocolate craving high calorie snacks it's very frustrating it seems like this week is like a particularly bad week for this now of course the other logical explanation is that your calories are too low your goal is too low um but my aim generally is not to put people on ridiculously low calories um I don't really put anybody on really low calories because that's not my general approach. Um, it could be that it is too low for you and you know that happens. Some people do just kind of expend lots of energy and um, some people will struggle to adhere to a calorie deficit more so than others. So of course it could be that it is too low, it is not sustainable, it's not realistic for you. But I would address all of those other things first and you know consider whether it could be to do with your menstrual cycle consider whether you are getting enough sleep whether your stress is impacting you whether you are kind of preparing as much as you could i'm not saying that you need to go to town preparing absolutely everything and that you need to be getting you know it might it's probably unrealistic to be getting nine hours sleep a night prepping every meal for every day across the week um always eating nutrient dense foods you know all these things are probably not going to work come together as a perfect what do you call it you know, it's, it, that would be perfection. And we don't strive for perfection here. We strive for consistency. So yes, it should be something that you are able to stick to and that you can be consistent with. But I would look at your sleep, look at your stress levels, look at your preparation and your organisation. And also just look at your habits and look at your food choices. Um, because I think it's quite hard to nail all of those things. And I think often it's not that we need to increase your calories or decrease your calories. It's just a case of being able to adjust your like habits and lifestyle to actually be able to adhere to what I've set for you so yeah as I said I never try to do like a really restrictive diet because I'm not a fan of them I don't like them that is not me right this is going to be a long one I feel because that was a long answer and I feel like the other ones I can also waffle about so I apologize but you know nothing wrong with um with the odd waffle from time to time Okay, question two. Could you cover motivation with nutrition when you have lots of nights out, nights outs, <laughs> nights out and plans, please? Now, as I said before, I think this is probably like motivation with nutrition. Now, you could be referring to motivation with nutrition on these occasions whilst you are out and like got social occasions. And I think you mentioned it was like your other half's big birthday or something. So, of course, I don't want you feeling really restricted whilst out for these occasions. I don't want you kind of out for a meal for your partner's 50th birthday and thinking, oh, I should probably have a salad. <laughs> I do not want you thinking that. I want you to enjoy yourself. But I think, um, I guess when you're talking about motivation and nutrition, you're talking about the food that you eat at other times when you're not out for a meal. Um, like, how do you stay motivated for that? Because I think the issue that a lot of people have is that when you do go out for meals and stuff like that, it causes a bit of water retention, you know, and you're probably having more food than you usually would. You're feeling a bit more sluggish. You're feeling a bit heavier. 
and it might affect your results in terms of like the weight loss that you actually see on the scales or the way that you look in the mirror and things like that because you're holding on to a bit more water, you've got a bit more food in your stomach, you are feeling a bit heavier and you might be looking a bit puffier. That is so, so normal. It is not body fat, it's just temporary. It's just, you know, glycogen. <laughs> so um, definitely don't um, allow like the odd meal here and there to make you feel like you've ruined all your progress because you will not have done. Um, but I do understand that when you do kind of feel that way, it sometimes the all or nothing mindset creeps in. And I know like, it's hard not to have that mindset, like so many people do. Um, and it is difficult not to have the old or nothing mindset. And I think sometimes when you do have, let's just say you're going out for five meals in two weeks. Yeah, five meals across a fortnight. Um, it can be hard to be like, you know, say if you're going for a, a dinner out in a pub and you're probably going to have like burger chips or something like every three days it can be hard for in those days in between to be like right I'm going to be really on it because it almost feels like you are ruining it every few days when you go out but I think you've just got to know that you're not ruining it <laughs> it is not spoiling it as I said before like it's not gonna make you go backwards you're not going to gain loads of body fat you just might feel a bit puffy and a bit fuller and that's what that's what is difficult though because you don't kind of see the tangible visible progress so um it can be hard to, it, I always say it's a bit of a superpower if you're able to kind of keep going with things when you're not visually, visually, visibly seeing progress. Um, it can be hard to keep going because obviously seeing progress is highly motivating. Um, so I understand that that is difficult, but I've said this before with like Christmas, birthdays, things like that. Like if you have, like I just said, five meals out over a fortnight, say you have three meals a day and I mean most people have more or at least have a few snacks and stuff as well like you've got lots and lots of decisions to be made but let's just base it on three meals per day um so across two weeks that's 14 no seven days across the week 14 days yeah five meals out so like that's not even let's round it up to 15 meals out that's like a third of the meals that you're deciding on are kind of out of your control because you're out for a meal at a restaurant or something like that. So a third of the time, you're not really in control of the situation, but you've got to view the opportunities and maximise the opportunities when you do have control over the situation. So when you do have the ability to make sensible decisions with food or like decisions that do align with your goals, maximise on that opportunity. Enjoy yourself when you don't have that control. And then when you do have that control, be like, okay, I'm going to make the most of this and I'm going to make sure that I get a nice nutrient-dense meal where I'm going to get lots of vitamins and minerals. How exciting. Um, and, you know, hit your protein goal and be as consistent as you can for that 66% of the time and the other 33.3% of the time that you are, like, out for meals and it's not so much in your control um, because somebody else is cooking for you, you can't be, like, tracking it fully just enjoy those times you know it's not I would think these kind of like periods of time when it's somebody's birthday or it's Christmas things like that like they're few and far between you know it might be that you it, it could be that you end up having like a few birthdays like on the trot and you know you have a, a good few weeks where it feels like you're not kind of being optimal with everything but not everything has to be perfect all the time like optimal is optimal and we can be okay with suboptimal. <laughs> doesn't have to be terrible. You don't have to be all or nothing. And this is what I kind of, this is the whole, the whole of like my ethos is around like not having that all or nothing mindset because it just isn't helpful. It's not useful. Um, 
And yeah, as I've just mentioned, like it's about consistency. It's not about perfection all the time. And that could be applied to absolutely everything as well. So yeah, it's not even like a third of your time that you kind of have less control over your food. So just make the most of it when you do have control over your foods. Just adjust your expectations in terms of results for weight loss, fat loss, you know, your measurements, stuff like that. If you're measuring your around, around your waist the day after having a burger and chips out, like the chances are you're going to be fuller because you've got a bit more food in your stomach and your body's going onto a bit more water. So just adjust those expectations and try to keep chipping away and just remember Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, as I've said before, like you wouldn't have one salad and be like, oh, I've lost loads of weight now. <laughs> um, you know, I've accidentally like achieved loads of fat loss that just doesn't happen so um yeah just accept it accept that circumstances will change throughout life and there will be blocks of time there will be months at a time where you well I don't know it depends how busy you are but there will be weeks at a time I'm sure where you don't have that much going on you don't have that many social plans you don't have any meals out you don't have any drinking occasions and you can really dial in on your nutrition and really like focus and you know, accelerate progress during that time. You can put your foot on the gas and really make some visible progress. And then there will be times when you're going on holiday or you've got lots and lots of plans and you have to kind of just be okay with just like the progress going like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and for anyone that's not watching, like I'm talking about like the graph going up or, or down, however you want it to go, making lots of progress and then just kind of plateauing for a few weeks. And a plateau isn't a negative, like maintaining the progress that you've made so far is a win in itself um so yes maximize the opportunities to make sensible decisions when you can um and enjoy the times when you have less control that's my advice um okay i'm gonna have a drink question three and this kind of links into question four so you'll be free of me soon question three do you think it's important to have a goal weight slash a target to work towards to help with motivation and then this kind of leads on to thoughts on BMI being used as healthy or unhealthy. So I would say it's fine to have rough numerical goals. Is numerical a word? A word? World word? Numerical. It is, isn't it? Um, I think. It is fine to have numerical goals um, and to have an idea of your expectations and to have something to be kind of working towards. I think that is absolutely fine personally. I'm sure there are some coaches out there that would be like, no, it's not about numbers, blah, blah, blah. whatever. Um, I think it is fine to kind of have a bit of a goal in your head, but I would say not to become overly fixated on that number. Like, please don't, really don't. It's, um, and I mean, leading on to like the BMI question, like, it's bullshit. There's me swearing. It is like, it's just not a, a real accurate marker of healthy and unhealthy like it's just not so it's fine to have numerical goals but do not become overly fixated on them don't be aiming to get into the healthy weight range on your bmi range like it's i i just kind of calculated actually and if i was i am just about within the healthy range so like healthy range is between 18 and 25 18.5 to 25 i'm at 23.4 and unless i'm mistaken like i mean I don't think I'm anywhere near being overweight, whereas if I was five kilograms heavier, I would be classed as overweight, and I don't think I am in that situation. Um, it doesn't take into account like, your muscle mass, um, and it's just not that accurate. And honestly, like I was at my lightest weight, I was about 10 kilograms lighter in 2019. I did like quite 
a strict diet um and part of it was good and then part of it I felt like I was going to faint half the time so that was not so good and I would not recommend to a friend but yeah that was kind of the levels of extreme that it took me to get to where I wanted to get to in terms of like a physique and to get to a point where I felt really lean and was kind of satisfied at the time it's all changed now my perspective has changed quite a lot but um so yeah it's about 10 kilograms lighter and I would then have been within the healthy range still but I was not healthy at that point I was healthy coming out of it and like I, I sustained around that weight for quite a while and like just very slowly gained weight over the last what we in now 2023 Jesus uh 19 20 last four years like I've just very gradually gained 10 kilograms I mean it probably happened over the space of two three years actually and I've kind of just plateaued where I'm at now but anyway to get to that point to get to that kind of like weight that was classed as healthy for me was not a particularly healthy process I would say um and it wouldn't it, it I don't think it would have been possible to do without being as restrictive as I was and that level of restriction was not worth it for me it involved like just feeling such low energy at times sometimes it was okay and I learned a lot from the process I don't resent the process but yeah at times I was just like my brain wasn't functioning well I was always cold you know it just I wasn't thriving and I'm definitely thriving more now. I'm a lot stronger, fitter than I was then. Being 10 kilograms heavier and being quite close to the overweight range. And I was, I'm closer to the overweight range now than I was the underweight range then. Which, I mean, it's just one example. And like, I, I see lots of kind of people's pictures on social media and stuff that say, take their, they've got a selfie in the mirror saying like, I'm technically overweight on the bit of my scale. And I just think it's just ridiculous. So definitely don't aim for that. Um, obviously it's got its uses like it's it's a general indication and I think it's probably just an easy metric for doctors and like I don't know some health professionals to kind of just use as a large generalization but it that's what it is it's a very big over generalization and it's not yeah doesn't take into account like all factors like your body fat levels and, and muscle mass which is quite a big one so um yeah going back to kind of like whether it's good to have a goal weight or a target in mind as I said I think it's fine to have number goals but don't get overly fixated on them because what happens is you get to the weight goal and it's like well what next and the goalpost will just continuously move and it's okay to do that and I would say to kind of have small um targets so be like oh I'd like to aim for 75 kilograms next and then like you're chasing that number and you know you're almost there and then when you get to that it's like a little winning milestone and then you obviously then you're aiming for 74.5 you know you just kind of adjust the goal pace and I think that is fine and it's fine to have numbers and if you're somebody that quite likes working with numbers and it's tan it is visible progress you know you can measure that progress I think it's fine to use numbers but I think if you get overly fixated on them you might forget to enjoy the process and that is like one of the most important things for whatever you do you know is to enjoy the process and to um celebrate the the little wins and things along the way um and it's about like I honestly think it's like your positive and mental attitude towards it is everything and if you're just constantly chasing a number that is really far out of reach like you're never going to feel satisfied and then you're probably just going to give up before you even get to that goal because it's not enjoyable um so yeah you've got to have the ability to celebrate the little wins and to 
enjoy the process because it is it is not the end result it's people always say it's not about the destination it's about the journey and it's so true like if you were if you're going to a certain landmark right and you can walk for 10 hours along a motorway i'm totally making this up as i go along basically like a really unscenic route or you can walk a little bit longer and take the scenic route that actually is enjoyable like I know which one I'm doing and I know which one I would actually be able to stick with it's the one where you can make it an enjoyable journey and an enjoyable process so yes positive mental attitude is everything you've got to celebrate little wins like I posted something on my story about one of um my clients who bought some jeans recently and couldn't fit into any either of them reordered them like a month later and now she's fitting into them perfectly and little things like that that is the feelings that we're chasing we're here like no number is going to give you the same feeling that that gave you or the feeling even the feeling of like making a decision that you wouldn't usually make so deciding like this morning I chose to have a smoothie over a chocolate egg <laughs> and I was proud of that decision like I know it sounds silly but like I was like go me, like pat on the back. And I think you've just got to like celebrate those little things and feel good about yourself for that. If you go out, if you get out for a walk today, like give yourself a pat on the back for that, enjoy it. It's about the journey and the the process of becoming the person that you will be when you get to your goal. So I've talked about like um, atomic habits before and like James Clear, who talks a lot about habits, like his daily emails and stuff are actually really good. Um, he talks about like changing your identity and just becoming someone that takes the stairs instead of the lift. Like I feel like that one resonated with me and becoming somebody that does go for a daily walk or becoming someone that is mindful of your food decisions. And it's just about becoming, becoming that person instead of, um, and like being proud of the person. Oh my God, this is getting deep, isn't it? Just becoming proud of the person that you are becoming and the kind of like identity you are creating for yourself. That does sound very deep for a Monday afternoon at 6pm. So, whew, that was a long one. What are we on? 38 minutes, not too bad, not too bad. I've had worse. Um, so yeah, hopefully that was helpful. If you would like to join the Fuel and Thrive Academy, head to my Instagram at fitfoodiefeed or at fitfoodiecoaching underscore and drop me a message or check the links in my bio. And if you're not on Instagram, you can head to Linktree. So that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash fitfoodiefeed and foodie is with an I-E if you want to find out more.